Well, you Fruit Loop dingus, I bet you didn't see this coming. Welcome back to Friends After the Show, the Big Brother Podcast. I am your host, Devin Oldham, and he's literally perfect. Matt Pilgrim. Don't you friend zone me, Devin. <laughs> and he may be good at physical, but in his head, he has like a bean. It's Dan Silvera. <laughs> what? Hey, how are you guys today? I am wonderful. Doing great. Actually, this episode was crazy. We were cheering and uh, I'm sorry, the eviction, but we're going to get to that because that's the real meat of this podcast and if you, you haven't watched oh we were we were we were cheering for sure oh, in the house i watch it with some people so we always have a good time all right um well and that's I'm just like gonna... that's like the meat like like that is the meat like you said we should we oh, should yeah. dig right into that i feel like i feel like if you haven't watched the eviction episode and you're listening to this podcast you're crazy so obviously don't do that because it's going to be uh, spoilers for the double eviction. But yeah, um, do, if you want, I mean, do you want to just jump into that and then go back, yeah, go let's backwards jump into from the there? most important stuff? Yeah, yeah. I like that because <clears throat> Netta got uh, evicted uh, after being safe for one hour, or one being hour. a potential care, yeah, target for one hour. Uh, it was intense. The audience uh, of the live uh, show was <laughs> particularly cruel and funny and insane. Um, oh my God, it was so wonderful. Uh, I don't know. Where, where do you want to start, Matt? Well, I, I'm like, I was like, I really didn't see that taking a turn. I thought Neto had positioned herself well, and I'm, I'm wondering if potentially, uh, when they heard, because last week they heard the audience cheering when Netta, uh, when Netta got knocked out of the HOH competition, I'm wondering if they heard the audience do that. And then it kind of took the luster off of Netta a bit and it made her uh, an easier target because I know that a lot of them didn't want to target her because they knew she was a fan favorite. Yeah. So when they found out she wasn't, it made it easier for them to go after her. That could be. Yeah, that's a strong theory. I never thought about that. <clears throat> yeah, they need to soundproof that house because it's ridiculous how much they can hear. I think that's part of... I mean, that's always been part of Big Brother, though. Like, when it someone gets evicted, so. you can hear them getting booed and stuff. And Canada, I'm pretty sure, has a gap between when they actually leave the house and when the interviews are. And I'm going to get into that and put on my foil hat later. Because I have okay. some theories about that Netta uh, coming out of the house. Uh, and I was reading some stuff on Reddit. And also something John Party tweeted uh, a few days back. I don't know. I'm going to get into that, though. Um after we just talk about how insane it was because cindy won uh the or cindy won hoh and she had the potential to put up um netta and ika got in her ear and was like yeah put up netta i guess we couldn't really hear anything that ika told cindy but uh cindy didn't seem prepared for that decision at all um it was great uh and i we were all convinced we were like oh she's never gonna do it um we we wanted, we were happy Ika suggested it, and then we were just like, well, Cindy won't do it. But, and then when we saw her struggling, we all started just like freaking out, and it was amazing. Um, I, well, I personally, I wasn't happy at all about it. I, uh, I thought that it was ridiculous to give this girl a power and then vote her out the exact same moment that she gets, loses it. I who, didn't think that they gave her a chance, Big Brother, by doing that. Oh, Big Brother. Yeah, I feel like I, I don't the think power Big Brother sucked. gave her a chance, and I thought, 
I thought obviously you want to go for her as a player, but I thought Big Brother really kind of messed this up. I feel like the power was stupid. And uh, it even... Well, it wasn't a power. It was just completely a target on her back. <laughs> and whatever, like, attitude she had in the house, which came off maybe... I, I think you're on the side that it was edited edited pretty strongly against her there, Dan. Is that your position? Yeah. See, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm more like... Uh, I think there's certain aspects of the real things that bugged me, like her like harassing Cindy and like just her general things she say can't be edited. Like I feel like they're they might they played it up with music and stuff, but she definitely uh the comfortability definitely brought out some negative tones from yeah, that's exactly Nana. what I was saying. Yeah. I wasn't expecting that as well because she wasn't like that all the previous no. season. No. And she got she got like her ego kind of blew up and then I think she she lost the uh, idea of consequences because she didn't have what? any at first, but then it's just like you have to think further down the line, and you obviously didn't. But it, is there anybody in the world that would has that that could have that power for five weeks and not let it go to their head? They're untouchable. If I was untouchable for five weeks, I would have a power complex too. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like, and the other thing being like, is it does anyone have that power? And even if you're in a solid alliance, not expect people to at least put you up the second they can as like a measure of fairness to just the idea of the game in general. Yeah. I just think, well, first of all, that a um, big brother shouldn't have done this on a double eviction night. They should have done it after the double eviction was over, said your power is up and then give her at least a week to try to survive. I like that. I mean, I agree with that, but I think that the, um, that was the offset of the power. I think, yeah, like I, I, I liked it. Cause I don't know. Regardless of whatever you think of the power and Netta, like uh, they created that episode, and that episode was intense and fun, and everybody was crying and yelling, and that's pretty much that's the only reason. That's what, yeah, that's what yeah, I that, watch well, it for. This, is, this has been a great season, and I did yeah. love that scene with uh, with Ika and Netta in the pantry when Ika was just saying, "You're gonna go home. You're gonna go home." Oh, that Ika. was so funny. She slapped it on the wall. I promise you, you're going yeah. home. Let's play that clip right now for everybody because that's. <laughs> okay. A great scene. Hey, Dallas, not gonna come after you after this. We're gonna have your back in this game. We don't lie in this game. Can we have a moment, please? No. Don't tell her to pick me up. What's wrong with you? You were crying to me the other night saying, I'm your number one. You've talked trash about her all day. Yeah, you have. Neha doesn't yeah. like every Cindy? single thing you said. Every single thing you've said. Do what you want, but I'm telling you right now, she will ruin this alliance. How will I ruin this alliance? She I'm telling you right alliance. now, Cindy. She talks no. trash about you every single freaking day to she you. She will say that right now because it's a catty thing to say. No, it's it not. I've not told her game. before. Son. No, you're not. She wants to backdoor me because we've had an alliance this whole game, and now she doesn't want people to know about it. That is exactly what yeah. it is. Yeah, I can girl, go keep rolling your girl, eyes. Bye. Girl, bye. Girl, bye. Girl, Say something more of your stock phrases. Mark my words. You are going You're home. trash. You're going home. You're a really ugly You're person home. on the You're inside. You're home. Your whole existence is trash. She is. I promise you're going home. I promise I promise you are going home. Yeah, so that's good TV. <laughs> I... Uh, I love that, and and it's funny to think of uh, Ika as a hero. I don't I don't know if you think of her like that, Dan, because I know you're leaning more towards 
uh, a net of favorability. So what do you think of Aiko? What do you think of her decision? Do you think she's doing well as well? Um, I, I thought for Aika it made complete sense. Uh, she's slowly building alliances on the other side that are easy to pick away than her current um, alliance. But I think a uh, and I think she's playing well. I think I think she obviously gets too uh, hot headed um, in times like these. It draws a little bit too much attention because now she's kind of putting a target on herself for the following week. However, I think that the most important thing of this is that I don't think that this is a good game move for Cindy. What do you think? Yeah, well, I mean, I think that uh, you have to get Netta out as soon as possible. I mean, maybe not. Cindy, Cindy's screwed now. She is. She's not. She has no relationship <laughs> she's fine. with the. She's fine. Out. She's got Kevin and Bruno, and she has Ika. Yeah, she has. Which like means she a, has Dimitri, right? So I don't see. But, yeah, I, I might be wrong, like, but I would. But these are both second alliances. You know what I mean? Because Bruno has Kevin; they're locked. Ika has um, Dimitri's; they're locked. Like she doesn't have a second person anywhere. Kind of, kind of be. It's kind of good to be in the middle, though. Like it's not a bad thing because then you can shift shift sides it's it's not a terrible place to be also um, and now she's made a move that she can say at the end look yeah. i killed the best big brother canada player and also ever. i just want to add to that that uh it's it doesn't pay to be in a pair always i mean like i'm not saying that it won't it can't go either way but um if someone wins let's say friggin um dre wins hoa she could put up she wouldn't i don't think she'd put up cindy like you would want to put up a pair first so you'd want to either put up ika and dimitri because you're mad about uh finding out about their alliance or you want to put up kevin and bruno because they're a strong pair I, cindy has a realistic possibility of getting back to it um but i don't think she has to worry about people getting mad about her decision now and putting her on the block um, i don't think i don't think there's any I, consequences of sending netta home and and the I, argument I, I, is so airtight that you just say oh well she had this power so i send her home and everyone's like yeah that's pretty fair like but now you've really made going. one of the biggest moves in the game. Yeah. That's that does put a, you target the target on her. That's true. <clears throat> but she had to do it or else she wouldn't have been able to win. So might as well make a big move. Maybe. Uh, I mean, it could have been better if she did this when she was able to pull Kevin and Bruno on her side. Right. So or with, the other with a week, side, though, yeah. with a week to play with. So in a scenario where... Um, this whole thing happened in a normal week, and it was yeah. uh, Dylan and Jackie, and then the opportunity to backdoor Netta came up. I don't think it would have happened because Netta is, I mean, I I don't know. It's there's no evidence in this season, but she she was good at this game. Like she can talk people into um, doing what she wants. I don't know if it would have worked this time, but uh, it's hard I to think... say because we didn't really get an opportunity to see her play the game. Exactly. So it's hard to say that we didn't see any of uh, you know good gameplay because she was in a she was in a spot where she didn't she had to play a different game. Yeah, well, she got screwed. I mean, no doubt about it. That like if she didn't win that power, um, everything would have been different. She would have been playing normally. She would have been yeah. much nicer to the people she has to be nice to. Um, she would have talked more to people. She would have one on one with HOHs, which she never did. Uh, so yeah, it's not a power at all. I mean, the people who like Netta voted for her to get this power. I assume some of those people are the same people booing her now because they gave her the power and they don't like how she's acting when she's under the power. So it's the whole thing was not a great. Uh, but I still, I still think it would have been great if Cassandra got it. 
<laughs> How weird was it when she is getting booed when she? <laughs> So she, they're cheering when she gets voted out, and then she walks out, right, and they cheer her. Hang on a second. Her. Give me a second. All right. Got my hat on. Um, here's the thing. <laughs> okay. Definitely, there was a um, – the audience was coached not to, not to boo her. Um, so I know from a tweet I read that – well, I, I can't say I know, but I've, I've, I have, I've seen evidence that the, the gap between – um, the house guests walking out the door in Canada and them walking down the stairs is about 10 minutes. Oh, wow. Um, there's a big edit going on. So I think this is now, this is my theory with no proof other than just seeing how it played out in the jankiness sort of, cause she goes in completely smiling and then she comes down defeated. Yeah. So you can psychoanalyze the way she's acting. Dan, I know you have some experience with this. Like she looks like someone who got, crushed so i think what happened was she came out she got mercilessly booed she came down and she just broke down and then production you know was like okay we need to redo that and then was like audience you need to cheer her because like no right. one wants to see like someone get devastated live on tv so she comes back down but she's still you know completely hurt so that's why she's slunched and that's why she looks like she's been crying for five minutes straight um and then she comes down and then she does it the interview it's awkward but then she also says something that's another clue where she says like i don't know how it came across to canada as if she had been booed so she says a lot something that only you would say if you got booed maybe she heard uh the cheers when she fell off the hoh i never actually or fell off the i think that's, I think that's yeah. what i think it was it's possible. Like, I'm not going to say that it's impossible. That's true. But I think she knew because from what I've heard on the live feeds, she had, uh, she ended up going to the camera and started like apologizing to okay Canada for, because she, she did hear them. Like I said before, this is completely, this is conspiracy uh, territory. I'm not, I'm not stating anything as fact. I'm just, this is just me viewing as someone, you know, like with a little bit of like experience in friggin' tv and like went going to school for that and then but i don't know anything about production of big brother uh i can't say anything i just that's my personal view on it and I, and it's the thing that makes the most sense they definitely were coached not to boo her like that goes without yeah without saying because they wouldn't not boo her yeah they uh um, they were booing when they, when she they every were, time they, she was on camera they're gonna boo her when she walks out yeah i think we've even heard her say before like no booing or stuff like that but um, she definitely. I did see that clip that Matt is talking uh, about. Yeah. Where he, um, she she mentions that she heard the booing, and they even. I think Dylan said on the feeds also. He was like, "Did you hear them cheering when she fell off?" <laughs> they uh, Canada really yeah. hates her. Yeah. So so, um, so that could be it. No, completely. That could yeah. be it. And then maybe during the because I I know about this gap. I don't know how long it is, but that's not. They don't walk out the door like in America. Like you can't look out and see. Uh, I think that might be why they're they have stairs going up. Anyway, that's more conspiracy theories. But anyway, um, yeah. So during that gap, she definitely broke down. There's there's yeah. no way yeah, someone I don't, I don't within think she a split second out, though, yeah. and oh. they booed, and then she walked back, and then you don't think that? Again. I think I no. that the evidence is there. I think just because of her, she I might have think heard them booing, and then that's they were like cruel to make her go twice. No, it's not. And and then be like, okay, backstage and it's not cruel. Back. That's that's television production. You're not going to keep the 
you're not going to, what are you going to do? You have no other option. You're not going to keep the cut where she's getting booed and like destroying because then your show looks terrible. You're not going to just say, I okay, well, I guess stop we won't. The, I, yeah. They've done it before, though. I think they want to stop the boom. Remember what happened with Christine in Big Brother 16 when she came out? That was ever since then, there has not been any booing in the Canadian or the American version. That was like one of the most brutal. And it's funny because, because like she did something that like wasn't really that bad. And and like People they booed like her, her worse yeah, than Christine, I've ever no heard good. in the world. Oh, she's just unlikable. God. That's the problem. Yeah. I don't know, man. I, 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 this is why I would like to dig further into this if, if we ever can. Uh, like, I'm, uh, Dan, I'm not going to disagree uh, with you, Dan, uh, yeah. just because I have no, I have no position to disagree from. Um, so I can't, I can't really argue it, but I would love to, to delve further into that just so we can well, find I'm out. I don't know. I'm fascinated by it. I just, I'm just fascinated by it. her, the way she was acting when she went down the stairs looked like someone who's, who, whose dad just told her that she doesn't love them. Anyway. <laughs> well, I'm going well, to a live just uh, podcast in Toronto, so I'll ask around. Yeah. That would be great. <laughs> um, speaking about the, uh, kind of, it kind of uh, talks about the negative um, um, aroma around uh, Big Brother sometimes. The audience can get really um, aggressive. Yeah, I love yeah, that, though. Yeah. I mean... Uh, here's the thing. But you're you're I, signing I'm not these sure waivers. You heard about? Did you hear about uh, JP um, canceling the Our Happy Hour after this season? No, what yeah. happened? Wait, the show? Yeah, he's he's decided to leave the show. And Big Brother, he hasn't. He's from what I've uh, heard, he's not going to do anything with Big Brother ever again. Any podcast or anything related to the what show. was his? So his reason? He's tired. So, well, he basically. Um, I think part of it is the fact that. Um, it came out on the feeds that he had the conversation with Ike and Kevin about voting out Cindy first. Mm -hmm. And then every, the audience basically heard that in the feeds and then uh, started sending him threatening uh, um, Twitter messages and <laughs> texts and emails and everything and to the point where I think. Okay, but from his, from his side of the story is that he made the decision two weeks ago uh, to leave the show and he had told Rob and, and all the LFC. And then he had already made the decision. That's his. That's his story. Yeah, I'm sure right. this was kind of the tipping point kind of situation. So there you go. If they need a uh, a show to cover Big Brother Canada, we can, yeah. can be that show. We're we can totally be. We're literally perfect. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> it's too bad. Anyways, I just want to say, like, I, uh, I. So it's it's a sad thing to see. Yeah. Um, let's go back to the begin uh, things that happened earlier on. Okay, rewind. In this yeah. show. here's the thing. Like, I was so emotional after I saw it, and then yeah, yeah. I was just like, "This is what I want to talk about." Because like, I don't even re at that point, I didn't even remember the first eviction. I didn't remember anything. I was just like, "This is great." <laughs> oh my god, what a great season! Okay, then we go back to um the more normal uh, episode stuff that happens. So. Where do you want to take it from there, Matt? Well, I mean, we got to look at we got to look at that first uh, William Hoh, uh, where William finally what he he's doing what I kind of hoped he would do at the beginning of the season is start to start to be a bit tricky, and it looks like Dre is kind of helping him with it. But he nominated Dylan and Emily, which was kind of a crappy nomination. But then he decided to sort of like 
take a shot at Bruno. And I was pretty psyched about it. And it looked from my perspective that Kevin was buying into it and that yeah. this could have works. Yeah, totally so, agree that. So go on. Sorry. Go ahead, Dan. <laughs> uh, just to add in, uh, the, the reason it didn't go through is because Ika um, actually told Kevin that, uh, that William was planning to take out uh, Bruno. That is on the feeds. Yeah, that happened on the feed. Yeah, it seemed like he was tipped off. Yeah, but he then... was tipped off by Ika, and then a uh, basically Bruno and Neda said, "Don't, don't do it. Bruno's going to go home if you don't do it." And then he realized. So then he went and had a conversation with William, and then um, not a, like directly. And but when William was talking, it was obvious he was lying. And then uh, Kevin said to the camera, basically, "Oh yeah, he's lying." Okay, but well, let's go back. Doing? Like, why would she? Why would she leak that information? I think it would be a good thing to get Bruno out yeah. of the game and without yeah, she, without I being involved. Yeah, mind because she's really close to Bruno over the other guys. Yeah. That could be a thing. Yeah. yeah, there is the personal aspect. I mean, Ike is not a perfect game player, and I don't think anyone expects her to be. She's very emotional, um, but yeah, she's doing I well. It, I don't. Know. Yeah, I just want to touch think, on that. Um, her Dimitri's and Bruno are the two guys she's closest or the two people she's closest to in the house. Yeah. But I think, yeah, definitely it's nice to see William, uh, like flipping the position of power, just like, uh, that moment when he realized that like, it, it doesn't have to be Kevin using him. It could be the other way around. Uh, and then just yep. targeting Bruno. That's smart. I mean, no one is going to put Bruno up. <laughs> like only there's only three people in that house would, who want to put Bruno up. He's just too likable, and I'm sure he's even in person more likable than how he comes off on TV. So, like, I don't know. He's in such a good position that, like, I feel like Bruno is a, is a good, strong pick to win, maybe, but ooh, I don't know. Yeah, okay, I've got a hot take. I've got a hot take for you. I think Kevin is a bad Let's game player. <laughs> okay, elaborate. Yep. This is a bad game player. I think he has bad reads. If it wasn't for Ika, he would have fallen for the William thing. And William is a new player. He's not that good of a liar. And he's got bad social game. Everyone thinks he's awkward. And he doesn't make emotional connections with people. Yeah. I can, he, I, like, I, I can I, agree. I, he's a bad liar. I think he like, has he's, a he's certain... just a bad liar. He's got like an analytical quality about him that I appreciate yeah. and like, but I think that might be getting in the way of his social game. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's too busy analyzing what someone's saying and not reacting organically. And, and people pick up on that kind of stuff all the time. And that's why yeah. Bruno, Bruno has the opposite. He's well liked because he's very genuine in what he's saying. I think, yes. um, I think Bruno is, is good. I think he's, he can be strategic. However, I agree with Matt that like, um, he has no pull in the uh, social factor of this game. You talk about Kevin? No, but Bruno. Oh, I think Bruno has tons oh, of pull. We're talking does, about yeah. Kevin. No, I mean like getting people to change their minds about things. I don't think I th he's I think... able to manipulate people. Oh, I def I I think he can. I think I he's think... just good at making it sound genuine. Like he yeah. makes he he makes it sound like he's doing it naturally, which is what Kevin is not very good at. And like somebody like Karen uh looks like okay, Karen on the live feeds is calling Kevin uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> she's like, he's just like, she's a, like, he's like a sociopath, like a serial killer, yeah. sociopathic <laughs> serial killer. She keeps calling him Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, he's got the dead eyes. Like, yeah, like he'll he'll do really anything. Bad side. Yeah, 
Yeah, I agree. Like, I could see that totally. And it's just like, he has no barometer. Like, he has no... Yeah, like, he'll do anything and he doesn't really react appropriately to the way he's he's doing so like he'll he'll invest time in this relationship quote quote unquote with with William and then as it starts to break down like he has no care he's in the live he's in the diary room just like completely straight face saying like I am only using him yeah it's like oh well okay like that's <laughs> analytical and that's good that's some pretty interesting tactical maneuvering but like it doesn't matter if the people you're trying to manipulate don't buy it <laughs> yeah that's gonna leak through yeah, exactly. And then Bruno, I don't know. I think Bruno has you swing to Bruno and he's manipulating people less and he's less tactical, but when he does want to do that, I think he has a little bit more weight just on the uh, being a nice guy and oh, I'm just a dad and look at me, I'm young too. Hey, fellow kids. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess he does have that um Steve Chevy. <laughs> yeah. I, I guess he does. Uh, Bruno has a, a nice emotional side that you can connect to as another player. Where um, Kevin, it just I guess it, the things he says when he, whenever he says something emotional, um, I always personally can see through it and can yeah. tell like like when they're in the diary. I mean, when they're in the um, HOH room and they're reading letters or whatever, um, and you see him welling up. It's yeah. my uh, opinion. Uh, mm -hmm. that I'm gonna, most of the time he's kind of pushing it through it's not even further I mean I don't want to go into territory of saying like Kevin is a sociopath but even further like in a in a scenario where everybody's laughing and having fun he's he's doing it a little bit over the top and his laugh is, is even a little bit hollow and I don't know like I don't this is all also hang on one second <laughs> Kevin is a sociopath <laughs> <laughs> uh, no but yeah, totally. He's got he's got a disconnect there, and that might be from having a job where emotions are a complete negative. Yeah, or where you're always trying to mask your emotions. Exactly. Yeah. So that could just be that coming through, and maybe he's just putting that out too far. Um, I like him. I I I like something about him. I mean, when he's talking, he seems pretty earnest when he's in the diary room, but that's because he's usually just talking about how he's not being earnest so that's like the one thing he's he's good at uh coming across as i don't know yeah. kevin's a complicated yeah, I still guy like him nonetheless yeah i want to talk about lady in the champ I, because we had a showman's <laughs> breakup this week and oh, I'm devastated. was it was it though yeah i don't think that was real it's so <laughs> weird because like i love i love when um nerissa asks emily about it and emily just glosses over it away from it yeah <laughs> and it's just like ouch yeah, yeah, I mean, and then it, even the audience was just like, "What?" Like from our perspective, you like him? Yeah. So I don't the know. He, yeah, but the uh, thing is, a um, yeah, I don't know. I I think when she uh, when she because she's not going to be in the jury, right? No. So she's probably already been told by her friends that we're watching the show that about a um, Gary and Dylan. So. I'm sure Gary and Dylan. That was nothing. Sure. That was nothing. Yeah. Um, I think that definitely not, nothing. But... <laughs> I think it was. I think it was just a bizarre. Th anyway, let's not touch on that. But I want to go back to Emily and Dylan. Um, yeah, Emily. I. I. You could tell. I mean, watching it, she never acted towards him the way he acts towards her, and he. She would always be like. He would always be like, "You're so beautiful," and she would be like, "I." I am so glad to have you in this house as like my rock. Well, what, at one point, doesn't she say that a um, 
it, it took her a while, but it's finally catching up to her. Like she said that she did say that she said it took me a while, and now I'm catching up on like my feelings for Dunn. But she didn't she didn't act that way. That I I don't know what was up with that diary room search uh, diary room set. Yeah, but then yeah. all and she said is like, he's literally perfect, which maybe she was just thinking. The thing about the diary room sessions is they last much longer than what we see. Yeah. So that could have been like the last five seconds of an hour long. Yeah. Like egg on about your feelings for Dylan. Like, are you sure you don't feel anything for Dylan? Yeah. I don't know. I'm sure there's something there. Yeah. Uh, something. There's definitely their friends and there's definitely like a connection and and it could blossom into something. Who knows? I don't know. Um, Dylan doesn't seem like a very... Ah, I don't know the word. I don't know. What's your take on Dylan, Matt? Maybe you can help me formulate my opinion on Dylan. Uh, what's my take on Dylan? Well, what I was going to say was that there are subtle signs from like from Emily that like she wasn't that into it. Like there was a scene where they were walking up the stairs and he put his arms around her uh, saying that, you know, it's just the two of us for this weekend. And she just kind of rolled her eyes. And yeah. so he just seems... Uh, very uh, in, in in the exact opposite way of Kevin, he is very earnest and very genuine, yeah. and all about honesty and integrity, mm-hmm. and unable I to think, hide anything. Yeah, it's true. Is uh, more manipulative than uh, maybe the edit showed. I feel like Emily was playing Dylan. Yeah, yeah. I, I hope. So. I kind of hope so. I mean, like, I I liked Emily, and and it'd be nice to actually find out that that was all fake. If that if that happened, I would say that she's everything kevin wanted to be it didn't help i mean obviously without the tactical decisions but as far well, as the emotional the one, manipulation i i find it funny that that's interesting um that you guys say that because um it was it was dylan that kind of screwed over emily at the end because emily didn't want to go against dylan and then dylan as soon as I think it was Kevin that came, no Bruno. Bruno, like, yeah, him and Bruno had a Bruno. conversation he, in the kitchen. He immediately was like, "Oh, fine, but just don't tell Emily." You know, like he was quick to kind of be a little manipulative there. So sure, was, but they were gonna keep. They were gonna keep Dylan either way. They they have already they had already made up their dis, their mind at that point. I think they were just trying to repair the relationship. As far as I what know. I was seeing, what do we think of Dylan's? What do we think of Dylan's move at the veto competition to offer, first of all, only half of the brick money instead of all five thousand? I'll give you twenty five hundred dollars. Okay, let me. Money. I, I want to touch. A, okay, so I think when I first heard him say it, I was like, "Oh, nice," because you you rarely see the bribe technique. I don't yeah. even know if they're allowed to do it. And then and then and then <laughs> Kevin starts playing the game, and then at the end, I'm just like, "Oh, I'm an idiot. I I might have taken that deal, but now Kevin has ten thousand dollars." Yeah. yeah. So like no smart person would have taken that deal. I'm not a smart person. I probably would have taken it, but <laughs> in theory it sounds all right. And I'm sure Ke- Dylan thought he was doing the right thing, but he he should have just offered all the money. All he cared about was winning the veto and getting one of them off the block. Well, he's got a $100,000 yeah. shoe collection, so why did he get so greedy he over need, 25? He doesn't need the money, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but also but also it just wasn't in Kevin's best interest because there was a possibility Unlikely, but you know, always a possibility that he could go up on the block. Yeah, no, he's you know, yeah, it's too risky. Regard like, especially I, I don't even think you say unlikely, but it could happen. well, no, like unlikely that William would put Kevin up on the block. But I don't think likely, it's unlikely. I mean, not not anymore. I mean, they. I don't know. That relationship seemed pretty teetering the entire episode. So I, I feel like it's perfectly reasonable to think that William might just get mad at Kevin and put him up like that seem like it could have happened so i yeah kevin is 
Kevin, there's no way Kevin should have thrown it. Yeah, yeah I mean, if, if he threw it and then uh, someone found out about the money transaction, right? Um, he'd be up there. Yeah, sure. then you also you you you're a sellout. You you sell out your your alliance and you sell out. Yeah, but oh, uh, but they true. were part of his alliance. That whole that whole thing was was weird. Like how the whole. I mean, there's two sides of the house, and Dylan and Emily are kind of on one of those sides. But still, the way it came off is like, oh, now we're against Dylan and, and Emily, and it was just weird. Like even when Emily came in and asked them, like, "Are you gonna keep me?" Why didn't they just lie and say yes? Like, what's the... I don't understand. Yeah. Do you have any... Do you know anything about their motivations? Like, do you have any insight on that? Anybody? Not, no, not, uh, not myself. Yeah, I don't know. Would you have lied? Matt, sorry? W- would I have lied about what? So Emily comes in and says, are you guys going to vote me out? And the entire alliance, I'll just sit there quiet and Yeah, yeah, that was... Here. why that not just so say weird. oh no we're keeping you obviously well from smiles from yeah. history that we've seen this in both big brother and survivor the second you tell someone they're going home as nice as you want to be and let them know every single time the person loses their like like they go crazy and i'm not saying a huge problem i'm saying the opposite they should have just lied instead of saying nothing if you're gonna say nothing that's yeah, basically no, saying okay one thing. yeah yeah i agree they should have all just been like oh no we're gonna keep like oh we're thinking about keeping you even or oh we don't know yet like why like i feel like what they did was just mean to her yeah, we don't know yet we don't know yet is a better risk that that's the response i'd probably use yeah yeah, yeah. plus she's not even gonna be a jury member so yeah exactly you don't have to worry about her being scorned by it yeah i don't know all right, where well, are we? Let's talk about here? let's talk about Jackie for a second because I think sure. that it is very interesting that she is like a uh, like a, a free agent. Her and Karen, but Karen is like a freaking oh shoot right. uh, nutcase. Where are we? We're in the okay. Okay, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> she she is an absolute crazy person. Uh, whereas yeah. Jackie seems somewhat normal, but doesn't seem to have been able to establish any relationships at all. I think Jackie is the only floater this season like as far as the traditional definition of a floater yeah. i don't think it's it's her fault though she's been completely ostracized from the entire big brother house almost yeah a, um a, every time you hear her name brought up it's always some negative comment and although we don't really see that as well at least i personally don't really see that when i watch the show um from what i heard from my what i gather from the diary rooms and a little bit of the feeds is just that She's not the easiest person to speak to. Yeah. I mean, obviously, there's something socially she's doing wrong. I mean, that's just clear. She She's the only person without, like, a friendship in that house or on screen. Like, not even a, a ride or die. Like, you don't even... She doesn't have a friendship. You don't even see her chatting with anybody unless it's, like, begging not to be put out in the blog or some, like, half-hearted game move, but... She doesn't, I, I don't know, maybe they're just not showing it, I don't know, but you never see her in the kitchen with Bruno laughing, or you never see her right. anything. She's just bad all accounts, social. Yeah, by all accounts, I think if she won the HOH, she would go after, she would target Karen, which is exactly the opposite thing you want to do. Like, they have this, like, enmity against each other, or uh, and, and, like, there's no reason to go after Karen. You bring Karen to the end. Karen is, like, one of the worst players to ever play the game. Yeah, and the other thing is, like, people like living with karen it seems 
Yes. Putting up Karen is just stupid. God bless. I love Karen, by the way. She's amazing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Karen's great. She's great. And I wish that she was more involved in, like, the actual stuff going on just because, like, I want her input and I want her, like, ridiculous comments because, like, yes, she's said some of the funniest stuff uh, this season so far. Um, but she's just not in that position. Like she's, cause she's sort of in the middle and like, she just, she's not part of that core, uh, five, I guess now, which I don't even know if Dimitri and Ika are going to be considered part of that five anymore. So it's looking like now it's just like Cindy, Bruno and Kevin are like a thing. Then you got Ika and Dimitri cause they, they kind of lost both sides now. And then you got the French connection and then you have the rest. Does that seem an, like say. an accurate, uh. It's yeah, it's it's tough to say. I think if Ika and Dimitri were smart, I think they would pull in Jackie, Karen, William, and and Dre because she has a good relationship, Ika, with Dre, and so that could be uh you know a a great force to go against uh, the other. What is it? Three or four? Netta 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 outed the alliance though. So now like Ika and Dimitri were playing the middle perfectly, and now that it's outed. I, I don't think William and Dre are going to react very well. They are very emotional when it comes to loyalty, yes. especially Willie, Williams like that. And and both of them, actually. Yeah, they're both very um, aggressively loyal. And if they find out that she was even like even just that they were having like a, a hangout at the pool with them, like they were freaking out. So so now to know that that was an actual alliance, like there's no way they're going to let that go. So Micah, right. by the way, is my favorite. Like this, this is a great showman. Yeah. Like in, oh, yeah. in contrast to Emily and Dylan and William and Kevin, this is a fantastic, like legitimate relationship that I, I I'm loving watching develop. Yeah, it's great, and it's like funny because those two people I thought I wouldn't like, like I knew I didn't like Ika, and then like Dimitri didn't seem like that great a guy at first, but. It's it's fantastic. I I, I want to see the alternate universe where Mike got or was his name Mark got kept Mark yeah. and see how different this season would be. It would be way different. Yeah, just that one decision like snowballs into like every little thing, which I I love to think about that. I wish that we lived in a world where we could have like what if comics, but it was like <laughs> what if Mark uh, <laughs> stayed. So you in the think house. Dimitri's playing a good game? I think Dimitri's playing a fine game. He's not. I, he's he's a good competitions, and he's allied himself with someone to make his strategic decisions. That's so like he's got the ingredients to a good game. So whether or not Ika is a good ride or die, that's the question. Is a really good. And, it, and it's the best situation for Ika because Ika's such a hothead that I feel like Dimitri is able to calm her down. And I know she still freaks out like we saw this week, but compared to what she was in her first season where she's shredding stuff and going like <laughs> nuts, it's still there. But I think that he's been able to rein her in more than yeah. we would have seen if he wasn't there. I, yeah, it's definitely beneficial to her to have Dimitri, but then it's beneficial to him because always she's the brains. She's making all the decisions. And even if she's not, she's the loudest. So, like, um, if Dimitri and I could get put up as a pair, Ika's going home first and Dimitri has a chance. Yeah. And so, like, absolutely. He, I don't know if he's thinking about that, but that's always a good tactical decision. If you're making a, a two person alliance, you want to be the lesser powerful of the two, always. Until, until the final. What John did. Yeah, I was just going to exactly, say John. Yeah, yeah. John, John did that perfectly. Um, All right, well, do we have anything we else this? we want to talk about? It's crazy. Yeah, we we went on. Uh, we're almost at the end of the show because that was 
just great conversation. Like I love, I wish every episode would like that. It would make doing this show, uh, friggin' much more, uh, exciting. Sometimes when nothing happens and you're just like, Oh, what happened? Okay. Struggle is real. They like come up with stuff. Yeah. But this kind of stuff is amazing. And I, I love just analyzing (laughs) what's going on maybe and theorizing. And it's so fun. And that's why doing this podcast is always fun and, cathartic well tune in next week to hear more from devin's tinfoil hat yeah that's this that's the new intro music for when i come up with some production theory even then i was like before dan said anything about uh spilling the beans i my i had a theory that maybe production told kevin about it but i don't know i'm i'm like so i know that how much control television uh like production teams want over what's going on. And it's just like, I can't, I can't help but think that they're talking to the people and they're letting, cause like if they want a storyline to develop, I, I think sometimes they plant the seed. I don't know. I don't know though. That's why I got this on. It's literally perfect. All right. Um, that's it. That's it for friends after the show. Yeah. So that was a great episode and I'm going to thank you guys for uh, coming on and talking. So thanks Matt. You're welcome. See you. Uh, I'll see you next week. Yeah. And thank you, Dan. Take care. And thank you everybody (laughs) who is listening and tuning in every week. And we appreciate every person who listens to even five minutes of this podcast. We appreciate it. Please like us on Facebook if you haven't already done so. Yeah, that would be great. And also you can email us any questions or anything you want to say, or if we made a mistake, which we often do, like right now, we didn't go over the draft. Uh, Do you want to just tally the points really quickly? Oh my gosh. (laughs) <laughs> that's how Welcome exciting this uh, this eviction was this double eviction was so exciting we forgot about the draft oh my god and i'm a little that's bit excited important. about the draft as well because uh we're dethroning matt this week slightly so go ahead take it away dan dethroning myself or no, am i still yet. in the lead so right. matt a um took a hit finally joining the likes of Devin. he has lost two <laughs> players yep sadly in one week uh making me having the most players left so I'm going to go over um, who has who left. So I have Demetrius, Jackie, and Karen left on my roster. Dallas was knocked out. Matt has left Bruno and William after losing Netta and Emily. And Devin is surviving just a little bit with <laughs> Kevin and Dylan after yep. losing both Cass and Mark. Mark was definitely the best choice he could have chose. And <laughs> thanks for the little <laughs> comment. And so here are our points for the week. Um, I gained five total points, uh, bringing my total to 18 this week. Nice. Matt, the person who got six points two weeks in a row, only got one one point this week. Oh, God. Ah, but it doesn't matter because he's still in the lead with 22 points. But not yeah, 18 to 22, that's a small gap. That's, that's, a, that's not a good gap. I don't feel good about that. I was yeah. feeling really, yeah. really confident and cocky <laughs> last week. You were yeah, pulling you, a netta. That's what they say. You had an eight-point lead on me last uh, last week. Um, and then Devin... I, I let uh, it go to my head. Yeah. Devin has gotten the most points since week one um, with three points, equaling 12 points. <laughs> I'm not good at this. Um, <laughs> I think I still think Mark's a good pick. I, I still ruined for him. All right. Um, 
I oh, think, he would have gone think... far. He would have been in the like. He would have gone to the end of the game if he wasn't voted out first week. Yeah, it's just that that happens. All right. So thanks, guys. We already. Uh, what was I going to say? Yeah. If we make any mistakes, please just email us at friendsaftershow at gmail dot com. Uh, and that's it. So we've already said goodbye. So now I'm just going to end the show. Bye, guys. Bye. You said goodbye again. All right. Bye.